morning, Golden Ale, and hello to all of my fellow Liberty-loving Americans all across the fruited plains from sea to shining sea. This is the host who loves you the most, Luke Throop here, on another terrifically terrifying Tuesday for Torch Report 493, The Threat of Systematic Reduction. Dun, dun, da. Friends, what happens when AI and flawed statistical models are combined to advance a depopulation agenda? That's what we're going to get into today, but first... Uh, you may note that my voice is still a little bit off. I'm, I'm recovering. I'm on the mend, but still uh, subpar slightly, just a little bit. But I want I want to start out here. <clears throat> so forgive me if I cough or sniffle or what have you. Uh, I want to start today off with a little bit of multiple choice based on a a survey of the headlines. Which do you think is the most important? <coughs> excuse me. Is the most important news story of the day? Is it a? That the QAnon shaman is planning to run for Congress? Is it B, that Republicans just voted with Democrats to keep the southern border open? Is it C, that Joe Biden, Joe the sock puppet Biden, is meeting with the leader of the Chinese Communist Party to crack down on the fentanyl trade? Is it D, that the Freedom Caucus is standing against uh, recently elected Speaker Ron Johnson's stopgap status quo? Is it E, that Hamas is hiding in an armory underneath a children's hospital? Is it F, that shifty Adam Schiff just got caught being even more shifty than we thought? Or is it G, that Bill Gates is buying up farmland and threatening farmers to save the planet? Friends, could it be possibly H? How about none of the above? Now, just it's crazy what's out there. It's such distraction, you know? Benjamin Netanyahu, he's out there claiming that Europe and America will not be spared from terror unless Israel decimates Hamas. Meanwhile, Tucker Carlson is over in Spain exposing the dirty tricks of the socialist coup that has taken over that country. The notoriously corrupt Ukrainian government happens to be imploding into a civil war right now as dissension rises in the ranks and journalists are being arrested for treason for speaking the truth out loud. Mm. Meanwhile, uh, yesterday's congressional testimony from Dr. Kimberly, Kimberly Biss, Dr. Robert Malone, and stalwart attorney Thomas Renz continue to confirm <clears throat> that masks don't work, social distancing doesn't work, and the experimental genetic injections don't work. Unless, of course, you chalk the staggering rise in miscarriages, which have more than doubled since the uptake of these experimental injections. If you chalked up a staggering rise in miscarriages as a success, then maybe the experimental uh, injections work. That's what came out in congressional testimony yesterday. Friends, let me ask you, what do you think about that staggering loss of new babies? What do you think that's doing to population growth? How about the fact that when you combine the staggering rise in miscarriages with uh, the other menstrual, major menstrual issues, low, lower semen concentration, and sperm that cannot swim, on its face, you look at it and it would appear that these so-called vaccines are wreaking havoc on the human ability to reproduce, which of course, no doubt, will radically reduce population growth, at least in the short term. And of course, I know the astute listening audience here on The Torch Report, for those in the know, you already know that that's the plan. Did you happen to catch here, friends, recently, uh, the U.S. Census, Census Bureau 
announced that there are now 8 billion people on planet Earth. They made that announcement November 9th, 2023. And interestingly enough, that's about one year after the United Nations predicted humanity had reached the 8 billion part um, billion people mark November of last year. So it's kind of year after year, they got something to throw out there into the headlines. And I think... The, the disparity between the U.S. Census Bureau and the United Nations uh, census predictions, I think it attests to the quirkiness of the underlying models. And I'm sure you realize, but I think a lot of people don't realize, that nobody is actually going around counting every person on the planet, right? I mean, the very thought of that just kind of draws mockery. It's impossible. You can't go around, you know, uh, one, two, three, four. No, you're never going to get to eight billion. You can't count every person on the planet. Nevertheless, these statistical models are what are being used as evidence for the need to reduce the human population in order to save the planet. Uh, same goes for the farcical assertion about Earth's carrying capacity. You know, we've talked a lot about this. They say, well, if everybody lived like an American, then there could only be uh, maybe 2 billion people on the Earth. You know, that's the Earth's carrying capacity. We, we we're exceeding the planetary boundaries. Uh, some even say that the Earth's carrying capacity could be as low as 500 million, which... Uh, quite coincidentally, was the exact number etched into the Georgia Guidestones as first, uh, first reported back in Torch Report 160, threading the needle of truth. I was doing uh, <clears throat> a report on the Georgia Guidestones because shortly after the uptake of all these vaccines, somebody mysteriously blew them up. The Georgia Guidestones are no more, but they did say etched in stone, first to maintain humanity under 500 million in perpetual balance with nature. Okay, the Earth's carrying capacity projected by the WEF as low as 500 million, coincidentally etched in stone, maintain humanity under 500 million, perpetual balance with the nature. Fascinating. There are 10 uh, kind of uh, commandments in the Georgia Guidestones. The second one was to guide reproduction wisely. And just skipping down to the 10th, it was to be not a cancer upon the Earth. Leave room for nature. Leave room for nature. That's what they say. and. I emphasize here the uh, guide reproduction wisely. You know, they're trying to maintain humanity under 500 million and guide reproduction wisely. Look at the correlation between that and this current trend in accidental sterilizations, infertility, lost babies, etc. You know, and then also on the note of humanity being a cancer upon the earth, I want to point your attention toward the American Eugenics Society which just so happened to openly state rather emphatically that, quote, our present methods of treating defectives leave great numbers to produce new offspring and create new cancers in the body politic. It would be no means, it would be no means, it would in no way be a misnomer to call the American Eugenic Society a society for the control of social cancer, period, end quote. I got to take a sip of water here. Mm. Their present methods for def treating defectives leave a great number of defectives to produce new offspring. You know, the, the American Eugenic Society is the Society for the Control of Social Cancer. Friends, those words were published in 1935 in the book titled Tomorrow's Children, The Goal 
of eugenics. And I expounded on this uh, agenda. I've documented the connections between eugenics, the WEF, the World Economic Forum, and other globalist organizations uh, several times, notably Torch Report 285, the Sinister Saga, the Secret Cabal. So if anyone wants to chase that rabbit, go ahead and go check that out. But suffice it to say that all of this has been in motion for a long time. While the majority of Americans are sufficiently distracted by the political circus, I mean, how many, how many people do you think tuned in to the congressional testimony about the adverse effects of these experimental injections? Hmm? Not many, I'm guessing. But while all of this is happening, the global cabal keeps marching along. The cabal keeps marching on. They continue to advance their uh, eugenics agenda 2030 and implement the Great Reset, all without so much as a whiff of resistance, precisely because the vast majority of peasants remain completely unaware of the threat. And of course, as you well know, that's not by accident either. Now, the reason the reason that most people remain unaware of the threat of eugenics and the depopulation agenda is largely due to the censorship, the sentinel surveillance, social listening, algorithmic social interventions, the general manipulation of public mindset and all that I was circling back to yesterday. And in a roundabout way, that brings me to what I personally believe is the most important news of today, which happens to be the World Economics Forum on AI Governance, the AI Governance Summit. It's happening today, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, this week, November 13th to the 15th, 2023. Would you like to take a guess at where the AI Governance Summit is being held at? Friends, just to save you the suspense, the answer is San Francisco. <clears throat> Excuse me. Now, no doubt you've picked up on the media squawking about how Gavin Newsom is, uh, he's been cleaning up the shit-littered streets of San Francisco for Xi Jinping, the leader of the Chinese Communist Party, right? I mean, it's been all over the news, Gavin, Gavin Newsom slammed for only cleaning up San Francisco for Xi Jinping. Gavin Newsom admits San Francisco cleaned up to impress Xi Jinping. California Governor Gavin Newsom admits cleaning homelessness for Xi Jinping. Now... Isn't it interesting, friends, that they failed to mention the Global Cabal's summit on using AI to institute their draconian digital global government, you know? They didn't mention that. It was just because Xi Jinping's coming to town. I'm sure that omission is just a coincidence. Uh, but before embarking into the nitty-gritty details of this uh, AI governance summit, I do want to promptly connect three directly correlated loose ends. First. The global war that's being orchestrated right now is being used to reduce the human population and destabilize dominant nations in preparation for the new world order. Okay. Second, the perspective of the average peasant is being grossly distorted and warped into accepting what lies ahead, largely through AI. Third, AI is being currently used to manipulate the upcoming U.S. elections. Uh, that fact, I think, is solidified by the fact that Microsoft and Meta, they happen to just announce a detailed plan to combat election disinformation as we ramp up into 2024. So there's kind of a, a full court press here. Coming in from all angles is this massive manipulation of public mindset and what's going on. And it's all working toward two ends, which is, you know, the depopulation of planet Earth and the institution, the instituting of a new world order. So 
before this new multipolar world order can be constructed, what we must realize is that the dominance of the United States must be dealt with. And some people think, excuse me, some people think that this might take the form of a, a nuclear attack on U.S. soil, but I personally suspect it's going to be much less violent than that. I think that instead of a nuclear attack on U.S. soil, I think that the the takeover really is almost already complete. I believe the method of subjugation has been to infect the U.S. political establishment with a globalist mentality, and that explains what the hell the political circus is going on over there in D.C. And thus, the majority of our elected leaders have become nothing more than tools in the hands of the global cabal. And... Of course, that's to say nothing of the millions upon millions of unelected ideological bureaucrats who have been strategically embedded in various positions of power in order to advance, advance the overarching global socialist agenda. Now, that said, moving on to the AI Governance Summit here, and I asked the question, what are these shysters up to? What are they doing at this AI Governance Summit? If they're planning on how to take over the world, what, what does it look like? And... To uh, kind of give a visual here with uh, with the question, have a look, friends. A, if you're listening on a podcast platform, please know you just have to go to thetorchreport.com. Check out thetorchreport.com. You'll see this screenshot from the AI Governance Summit, and it's a chart that shows the proportion of the population who trust most of the news most of the time. It's got the U.S., U.K., Germany, France, and Finland in there, and it shows that the trust those who, the portion of people who trust most of the news most of the time is actually in decline everywhere except for in Finland. Uh, actually, I take that back. The U.S. is going up again right now, too, if you look at the chart. But what I find fascinating about this chart over, you know, again, this chart is coming from the Globalist AI Governance Summit. It's addressing the eroding trust in media. And more specifically, they're, you know, they choose on this chart to annotate the election of Donald Trump as an indicator of trust going into decline, while simultaneously assigning a, bu a, a bump in trust, they trust bump to the COVID pandemic. You think about that for a second, just sit with it for a bit. You know, of all the events, <coughs> excuse me, of all the events that have transpired since 2015 that might affect the public's trust in news, the election of Donald Trump led to a loss in trust but COVID led to a bump in trust. Really? Why might that be? Now, friends, if you're interested in taking a deep dive into the nuance of trust in digital news, I did put a link to the report. Uh, the summit references the Reuters 160-page report on digital news. Uh, if you take a look through that, it provides great insight into how thoroughly the globalists are studying this loss in trust and what they're doing about it. But really, regardless of the reasons, I think what's most important uh, to, to set this aside right now, I think we need to set this aside because there's a more important issue. We need to address the bigger issue here. And the bigger issue is the multi-stakeholder collaboration, i.e. the fascist collaboration on the use of AI that presents the greatest threat to the future of humanity ever in all of human history. And just to kind of, you know, give it to you in their own words, they say, and I quote, We gather at this critical point in history. Human progress is increasingly interwoven with the influence of algorithms and networks shaping our existence. 
The ascent of artificial intelligence is not just a technological leap, but a seismic shift replete with challenges and opportunities in equal measure. Because of this, collective oversight of advanced AI is not merely advantageous, it is imperative. Nations are swiftly moving to regulate AI, aiming to both mitigate risks and harness its potentials for societal and economic transformation. Period. End quote. Now, I would agree that indeed we are in fact at a critical point in history right now. Is there any doubt that we are at a critical point in history right now? But I just want to point to the language that they use here surrounding this <clears throat> critical point, this implementation of AI at the global level. They say it's all about human progress. They say that it's shaping our existence, that this is a, a, a seismic shift that requires collective oversight. They say they have to harness its potential, right, in order to foment societal and economic transformation. Societal and economic transformation. Friends, it's a commie revolution, I'm telling you what. What we see here, ultimately, in their language, is nothing more than a bunch of global socialist and elite sociopaths who are absolutely giddy about using weaponized AI to forcefully implement their utopian fantasies as rapidly as possible and making damn sure that the peasants can't use these same technologies to overthrow the ruling class. They have to control AI because it's not merely advantageous, it's imperative. Can you imagine if the peasants got a hold of this powerful AI and turned it against their oppressors? Oh my gosh, you know? Friends, make no mistake, this is really all about the programming of humanity at a global scale. And again, I ask the question, to what ends? To what ends are they trying to program humanity with this AI? I think that... Uh, there was one link on the the uh, the AI summit website that really says it all here. Uh, per the UN-led AI advisory body, they say how AI helps cli combat climate change. Okay, how AI helps combat climate change. And just to cut to the chase here in the interest of time, friends, the crux of this article, uh, the AI advisory body over at the UN, is that. The climate experts, i.e. the government cronies who are using cookbooks to convince politicians to implement their cronian policies that are ultimately designed to depopulate the planet, the climate cult can now use AI to generate synthetic data, synthetic data, meaning made up data, in order to prove any apocalyptic scenario they choose. Friends, in other words... The previously flawed statistical modeling uh, has just been given an injection of supercomputing steroids and a whole new veneer of legitimacy, courtesy of the climate crazies getting their hands on weaponized AI. Friends, as we rush headlong toward future Earth, please, please, please do not lose sight of the depopulation agenda and do not underestimate the use of AI in pursuit of this twisted ag agenda. Remember, Remember, remember the uh, military-style Marshall Plan? 
We need a military-style martial plan to com- combat climate change. Friends, not only will AI be happy to generate this plan, it will be happy to convince the people to accept it and systematically eradicate anyone who tries to resist in the process. That's why I like to say, resist we must. And that is the message of my heart for today. If you're enjoying this podcast, please take the time to go to the website, find the heart, click the heart, and give me some love. Subscribe if you have not subscribed already. And of course, the greatest honor of all is if you share this podcast with everyone you know. Get out there and embrace this terrific Tuesday. Hopefully my voice comes back tomorrow. Friends, I'll look forward to talking to you again soon.